You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Julie Curtis. Julie, thanks so much for being with me today. Well, thank you for having me on. Julie, we're going to talk about your show at Anton Kern. Um, It was just this past fall. Uh, The show was called Sonambula, and and that's, of course, French for sleepwalkers, right? And, um, and, 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 of course, speaks to what's in the show. But maybe we should just start off talking about that that body of work, these sleepwalkers, these salambules, bules, as as uh, as I'm butchering the French, something like that. Um, <laughs> I'm really sorry. I didn't even realize um, that. Yeah, by choosing, I was being a little sadistic by choosing a French uh, title. But I guess uh, no one ever. Uh, really like um, had to say the word of the, the title of the show directly to me. Now I'm just realizing, uh, oh, that that's that's a very hard word to say in English. It is a hard <laughs> word to say. That's true. So, um, so for the interview, I'll refer to them as sleepwalkers. But but tell me about the the title of the show because that that speaks directly to the paintings in here, right? Which are which are beautiful and large and um, and unusual uh, and, and about about sleepwalkers to some degree, mm. correct? Yes, exactly. So, yes, I think um, the title was just um, was just a refer- referring to uh, my very strange year, the year I had last year, uh, 2022. So glad this year is over. But um, it started for me with a, a very extremely bad bout of insomnia. Um, and uh, it's something I've, you know, a condition I've suffered for, you know, as as far as I can remember. But it was um, particularly acute last year, um, to a point that for the first time I had to use, like, you know, some uh, uh, sleeping pills and all kind of medications. Um, and uh, so I felt definitely like I was living in a kind of altered state of consciousness um, where, you know, night and days were blurring into one another. I don't know if you've been, I don't know if you have, you're a good sleeper or you sometimes are a bit sleep deprived. Uh, but I mean, I've been sleep deprived, but never quite to that extent where, you know, I mean, that, that's happened, but not for a while where, but I'm familiar with that feeling where it becomes completely disorienting as mm-hmm. as day and night blend into one and one day is hard to separate from the next, right? Exactly. And um, so, I, you know, I was, I was still, um, you know, just really forcing myself in the studio every day and painting in a state of like, um, yeah, a, a bit of hallucination. And I think the, the, the work kind of, um, um, you, can, you can feel it in the works. Um, everything started to permeate everything. I, I'm usually a really graphic painter, but for the first time, you know, lines became a little more blurred, especially in the, in the works on paper where, um, yes, everything became more blurred and there were a lot of motifs such as the sun and the moon. And um, so there were some motifs that came back over and over and it kind of new directions and and there were a lot of, um, you know, there was like, um, I don't know if you, did you see the show in person? I did see the show in person, yeah. Oh, great. 
Um, yeah, it was like this, um, the first painting that greets you is um, called Waiting Room. Um, and it's a, I was depicting three, three women waiting in a waiting room. It, you know, from the point of view of the viewer, it's almost as if uh, their bodies are um, mingling or making only one big body, a bit like a Hydra uh, monster. And so this, you see this like um, these three women in one woman, as it were, and there's a sense of anxiety permeating this painting. And I think a lot of those motifs about depression, anxiety, uh, sleep deprivation, and disorientation for me was like um, a kind of a big theme this year. And that's why at the end I decided to call it um, Somnambule. So it's really a very, a very difficult year. And I remember that painting that was also... Um, yeah, a really large work, as, as I remember. That was something like four by five feet. And, um, uh, well, I guess it wasn't the largest, but that was a really enigmatic painting in a way. Like you're saying, there are these three women in a waiting room. We don't see their faces. They're sort of blended into one, but there's a sense of of uh, despair almost about what's happening, right? There's not only can the viewer not quite see what's happening, but we can but we can feel something that seems um i don't know very very emotional really very much like someone's waiting to you know in in my view of it then as i looked at it it's as though they're waiting to maybe speak to a doctor or somebody and nobody's looking forward to this visit nobody's looking forward to whatever they're 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 waiting for right um so to talk about that one a little bit more um waiting room uh that that kind of captured some of what you were you were suffering with that in this past year, in a sense. Is that what you're saying? Yes, uh, more 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 maybe than the other shows. The show was more autobiographical. I mean, not everything I do is really autobiographical. Although I feel like <clears throat> often there's like aspect of myself or my psyche and you know, things that inhabit my imagination that I belong more to the, maybe, the, you know, a sort of collective unconscious uh, or consciousness. But um, in this one, it was a little more specific than usual where it was, you know, New York um, life scenes and also my own desires and my own um, anxieties. And, uh, you know, there's another one called Nuit Blanche, which means, um, which is... Um, like literal translation in English is white night, but um, it means in French um, sleepless night, uh, and, you know. Um, so that one is also another three women painting, but the more this time the same iteration of the same person, but at different time. And it's a person who can't really sleep and who's like, um, you can tell they're, awake and frustrated and just tossing and turning in bed and with that very strange yellow light. Um, so that's, that's another painting that's a different reference to moments of my life last year. And then I'd and say that's that, Yes, go ahead. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, I was going to mention the three women, but, but Inuit Blanche, which you're talking about, um, that also has this, uh, this um, you know, pictorial uh, sense as in 
the one we were just speaking of, the waiting room, there's, there's three women here. Not one woman, but three. As, as in you're saying, it's somewhat autobiographical, or it is autobiographical, um, but it's unusual that it's represented by, by three figures who seem to be having the same feelings or, or, um, or perspective. Yeah, I would say it's the same person, but manifested three times on the canvas. Um, and that's maybe more in reference. I think there's often references to the moving image in my work, uh, to movies or, you know, by the cropping of the camera. And of like, or, or like um, I made a few triptychs too, which are the breakdown of uh, dance, you know, the movement of dancers. And in that, but that one also I feel is in the continuation of the, um, you know, this, my inspiration uh, from uh, movies or the moving image. And that one would be the same person at a different time of the night in the same spot. So let's talk about that moving image because that's so interesting. Now that, now that you said that, right, some of these do look um, almost cinematic. You know, the, the one... That I was, I mean, I've drawn to many of these, but I, I think there was some that, that particularly looked kind of cinematic. Um, the one of, uh, I don't remember the title, but I think it might have been Times Square, where there's all these people walking in front of, you know, what looks like a huge billboard. Um, and, and this had a, a different feeling, right? There was, I, I don't know, five or six figures in that, as, as I remember. And, uh, and so this is about something something quite different, right? This is we're outdoors, where it's daylight, it's it's raining, um, but it's it's amidst this you know enormous amount of color in the background too. It looks almost like a, a, a video wall. Uh, this is also about sleepwalkers, and these people might I, I can read them as sleepwalkers, but it's very different, right? These these are quite the same as the as the as the kind of trinities we've been talking about where they're um where they're all representations of of yourself to some degree or or yes. is it yes it is uh, no it's correct and and in that one you're right to point that they they are also sleepwalkers and i'd say to me they you know i think that painting represented maybe <laughs> like uh, maybe the, culmina the culmination for me of the past three years of, you know, of just um, total, um, you know, disillusion and just the difficult years we've had. And uh, so on, to describe the painting you, you mentioned, um, it's, I was thinking of a, maybe a Times Square kind of piece with, um, on the backdrop, you see a... a, a um, a huge uh, scaled up, uh, a huge uh, screen uh, projecting some kind of advertising, and um, in front you just of this big screen you just see the silhouettes of the uh, of the um, of the pedestrians, uh, you know, people walking in the street under the rain, and I just like I like things that you know I like images that have. Um, that have within juxtaposition of opposites or that are pulling you in two different directions and adding, you know, a bit like we were talking about, like, you know, the surrealism of 
feeling like a sleepwalker where you don't know if it, whether it's a dream or reality. I like to do that in my paintings in any case, blurring the line between uh, the fantasy and the reality. And in, in this one, that's what happens. The backdrop is this kind of big advertising with the lady on the beach. She's wearing a bikini. Uh, the sun is up. Um, it's leisure and pleasure. But it's it's that's a parallel. It's, it's a bit. I, I watched Brazil recently. You know the the Terry Gilliam movie. It's a bit like that. It's Brazil. Sure. Yeah, you can hear like the little Brazil music, but the reality is just uh, skyscraper, rain, pollution, greenness, and and people just going to work and going about their lives. But it's a bit gloomy for sure. And you know, I mean, that's. So fitting in many ways. I mean, we've had some gloomy years these past three years. Um, you know, so you know that that that's a mood that I I understand. the The idea of sleepwalking, though, of sleep deprivation, is something else. I mean, it it makes me wonder how that how you were also painting these. You know, as as you were talking about the, the idea of you know. Your, your studio practice is what I'm getting at, how, how you approach these canvases. We're talking about the content and imagery and the form, but then there's the state that you're painting these in, right? You're also, uh, in, in a sense, a type of sleepwalker, and you're, um, in some days, I imagine you're saying, like, sleep-deprived. So does that make your relationship to the canvas or the work something different? Because I would think that's also a... a a battle in itself, right? To get to the studio, to paint, to paint longer or, or whatever it is. So I'm just wondering how that also fit into mm-hmm. your approach to this work. The, the, yes. the studio practice itself is, is, is something that I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have an understanding of because I, I haven't been consistently in that state. Oh, yeah? But you have been a little bit. So you've been. Oh, I have been. I have been. Yes. Yeah. So I have a sense of that. And I have a sense of what it's like huh. to be up all night, and, and the next day you're trying to do something, and, and 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 time gets confused, and so you can do something, but but energy becomes uh, something that's really hard to control. It's not as simple as you know, sleep is so important, and what we eat or what we do during the day is important, so we can function at at I guess an optimal level. And yeah. I'm thinking how yeah, I, I I've never had the experience where I really couldn't do that for long periods of time and it sounds mm-hmm. like you have so that would change how you're approaching your studio a bit and, and that that has to be embraced I guess as you're in the studio I mean it is because you're yeah. painting about it of course yes yeah yeah and I mean you know I mean now like just to make everybody feel better I'm like so I'm so much better I'm like uh, sleeping again I'm like back to normal and I'm like so thankful for that. And uh, but in a way, uh, the studio practice last year, when things weren't so good, uh, really uh, saved me uh, because um, it, it really kept everything together. I think it, it, when things were really coming undone and coming unraveled, the studio practice, the place you can go. I mean, for sure, sometimes it was very difficult because I also was painting the things that were painful to me, but um, so I was very happy when the show finally opened and I could put all of this behind me. Uh, for a while, I, I did get really depressed about painting some of those paintings, but um, but at the same time, just the action of coming into the studio and getting something done and just um, 
moving forward, you know, moving like forcing my way for, forward was was really kept me together. And those big, the big paintings you mentioned, Times Square was uh, the the longest one to do. The, the triptychs were also very long to do, but uh, it was very time consuming, and it drove me crazy because we. You know, uh, it was uh, some masking involved, a lot of layering, a lot of, I just didn't know exactly what I was doing, so I also improvised a lot along the way, so I had to change a lot of things. Uh, I know the work, my work in general, you, you can't really tell. You think it's a bit like one, two, three, four, because I kind of hide the steps to get there. Uh, I just wanted to be a complete image that someone can just consume and, 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 and so you don't really see that, but like I, I do, I, I don't always, and most of the time I don't really know what I'm doing, where I'm going, and I do make a lot of change um, on the way to finishing a painting. Uh, but so those, these ones were difficult and long and heavy, and, and but the, the works that I did really much enjoy doing were the works on paper. Um, you know, that's, that are smaller scaled, where I get to try more new things, new ideas, and uh, where I really fully immerse, immerse myself. And, and that, that did really um, open my mind to a different, a different headspace. It was, it was very pleasurable. And it so really provided a lot those. of respite from the gloomy thoughts. Yes? Right. So one of the works on paper was called Latched, um, and that was, uh, yeah, a smaller work, uh, much smaller than the rest, um, and uh, but also uh, very enigmatic. This is we're looking at the back of a woman, and it looks like something like an octopus is is latched onto her. Um, uh, and they're just done very differently than the rest. Of course, it's it's, it's gouache and and I, and I think acrylic on paper. Um, that one also has that kind of surrealistic feel of others, yet there's something um, very different about it. It doesn't necessarily feel like uh, the sleepwalker and the ones we've talked about. It seems, uh, I don't know, something else. It also does seem like perhaps something has latched on to this, which could be psychological. But, um, but does it mean something different in terms of what, is, or what latched actually means? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, I've... You know, throughout the years, there's like some um, elements that are coming back in my work, and there's a lot of uh, sea creatures or creatures um, that that feel a bit alien to us that are not, you know, it's not like um, a house cat or a dog, not something we can truly uh, ident identify with or snuggle with. Um, I like to paint those strange sea creatures that we we do feel that we don't have a a very intimate connection to them, but they're, they're more symbolic of um, something maybe more primitive within ourselves. Um, and um, for this, the and, and it's interesting because octopus are extreme, extremely intelligent, um, but also they look like you know visually they look like big brains, you know, with this, like a nervous system dangling, like as the tentacles. So I think, for me, that, that painting was more the representation of a, something this lady is carrying around with her that's latched on, 
on her back, like that, that dark presence that won't go away, you know, the tentacles and the feeling of imprisonment. And it's, it looks like a backpack almost. And it's her a, it's a, a baggage, like, you know, carrying around your baggage. So, you know, I was thinking a lot about this feeling of heaviness you have sometime when you're depressed or anxious that's something that's hanging on you and you can't quite I made at the same time I made another drawing that wasn't in this show that was that's in a show in Paris that's still up right now um, um, and it's it's a woman battling the the octopus it's truly a, a, the battle where <laughs> she's really fighting against it but in this one it's just latched onto her Oh, that's so interesting. Um, I'm glad we talked about that one as well. And, um, and I'm glad I got to see this show. It's a really beautiful show, and, and it's quite moving to talk about it. I, I want to ask you one more question before we go a little off topic. What are you reading at the moment? Oh, um, so I'm really ashamed to say that I haven't – I'm not really reading um, anything um, in, on the paper. I'm just audiobooking a lot right now while I'm working. Um, I'm, I'm audiobooking a book from Evelyn Vo. Do you pronounce his name like that? I don't know yeah, if you're familiar with the guy. Yeah, I like British. Uh, you know, I just wanted something to read something really funny in the studio because I had read the last uh, David Sitter's book and, you know, it cracked me up. It was easy. Uh, so I looked into the most funny books, you know, out there and, I don't know. They were. It would belong to a list, and I have to say, it's really. It's about. It's called Scoop, and it's about uh, the media at you know in the probably 1930s or 40s. I'm not sure, but um, it's, it's satire, and it's really quite good and very very good, well written, and quite absurd. Really I like, like that. I haven't. I haven't read Evelyn Waugh, but I. Of course, it's so well known, and yeah, that sounds fascinating. Julie, I want to thank you for talking with me today and putting together this beautiful show um, and spending this time with me. Thanks so much for your work and time. Thank you so much for inviting me uh, on your show, um, Bernard. It's a pleasure. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.